brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Welcome to another episode of Honest Money. We're, um, we're, dis- we're discussing something I know reasonably well and then something I don't know at all, which is women, finance, money, uh, kids, how does it all work together? Uh, so so I, can, I can talk about money, but I can't really talk with confidence about the, the other two parts of the topic. And I, I needed to bring in so, some, some serious backup here. So I'm thrilled to have a repeat guest who, who is an absolute rock star in my, in my world. Uh, Mapala Maku, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Warren. I'm glad to be here. So, so for 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 our our listeners who haven't uh, heard you before, just just a brief introduction. I, I told you off air that I think you've got the best title for a money book I've ever come across, and that includes my own books. Uh, you, you're not broke; you're pre-rich. Now, now that's positive thinking. I love it. Uh, so, so I just want to congratulate you again and encourage our our listeners who haven't read the book. Please read it. It's it, it's really worthwhile. Um, and and the other thing about Papalo, she runs uh, a, a business called Women in Finance, and I think uh, it, it is also a website. So if you want to if you want to find out more, go have a look. Um, womaninfinance.coza. Um, so so I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're with me because I think this is a topic that's probably close to both of our hearts. You know, it's about uh, it's about financial education, um, and for both of us, I think we feel quite strongly that that uh, we need to focus on. Everybody needs financial education, but the earlier we can do it for the youngest people we can do it for, the better for everybody, including those youngsters and their parents and then their future children to be born one day. So, so I think it's a, it's a serious topic. I mean, we'll, we'll, um, we'll get into it now, but, but for me, the one thing I always find a little bit frustrating is it's, you know, we, when we talk to parents, they'll always say, you know, I wish someone had told me about this, um, when I was younger or, uh, you know, someone will kind of say, oh, you know, uh, we, we need more financial education. And I agree with those and I agree with those sentiments. But, but at the same time, as we've just said, there are lots of books around money. There are lots of podcasts. There are lots of websites. There, there is a lot to do around money. There's a lot of information available. Um, and it feels to me like what, what's not happening is we, so us as a, as a society, but then also parents, I don't think take enough responsibility uh-huh to do the financial education of their children. I thought maybe that's a great kickoff. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Warren, for having me on the podcast again. Um, I think you are spot on. And for me, every time when parents ask me, Mapalo, how do I teach my kids about money? I say, it starts with you. How comfortable are you with your own finances? What does the conversation look like around the house? And oftentimes I say, you cannot teach what you yourself don't know. Who do you expect will come in with a magic wand and start teaching your kids about money? You know, um, I think we mentioned this in the last last podcast that our habits, whatever they are, whether it's monetary, whether it's just character, is formed by the age of seven. So by then, when someone goes to school, whether primary, high school, they are... Um, they have a set picture of what um, their finances are going to look like. They have perceptions about, about money. And where do they get those from? They get it from us as parents. I have a seven-year-old um, son who 
I've been trying to teach um, about money and in the most age-appropriate way. And you don't need to start telling them about the interest rate. You don't need to tell them about, okay, you need to go offshore now. You know, none of those. <laughs> really, that's the simple things that they can observe. My husband and I talk about money quite frequently. You know, we love planning holidays. So one of the things we'll do is say, uh, at the beginning of the year, when we set down our goals, we'll bring him in and say, hey, baby, where would you like to go in December? So we can start planning around that. Because you know, these things cost money, right? So the conversation to be free-flowing, even at home, even when it comes to planning. A simple thing as doing grocery shopping. I know kids will throw tantrums at, uh, at the shopping, at the shopping, maybe let's say Woolies or Checkers, wherever it is you do your shopping. They'll throw a massive tantrum. Oh no, I want this. Before I go with my son, what do I do? I say, hey Mo, come over here, big boy. I need to grab a few things. Um, do you want to come with me first of all? Okay, I want to come with you. All right. Um, you do know that mommy has a budget. So these are the list of things that I'm going to get. What would you like me to get? And this is the budget I have for you. I have a hundred rand and no more. Okay. And if I have some cash lying around, I will give him the hundred rand so that he knows this is it. That's all the money you have. And from a very young age, I remember at the age of four, he would look at the price tag and say, mommy, is this expensive? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> you know, so it really starts with us, but in the most natural way, in the most, um, just e with ease, you know, it doesn't have to be, we are talking about financial planning today around the, ta around dinner, around the dinner table. And I think that's the point, right? It's not, um, it's, it's not sitting them down artificially and sort of half an hour, once a month saying, now I'm going to teach you about money because, we, we all know kids don't listen to their parents when, they, when they're trying to teach them something. <laughs> kids observe. They, they, they learn by watching. So, uh, so I think you're right. And, and I'm also just thinking now you're saying, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're still asking him and he still wants to come to the shops. He's seven. Uh, I guess that's not going to last much longer before he says, no, thanks. You can go. I'm, I'm staying at home. <laughs> I mean, most of the time now, that's what you get. Um, but I mean, if you say, okay, I've ordered something, I'm going to go grab it, you probably say, ah, maybe that sounds a little bit more interesting. Or it's a friend's birthday, we've gone through, okay, what do you think we need to get your friend for their birthday? Then, because I mean, he knows that we're going to a toy store, he'd probably be like, mm, that's picking my interest. I'll come. He's right there. He's right there. <laughs> so... So, so I think we're, we're um, gee, yeah, we're, we're probably not going to end the show with one single disagreement, uh, but, but this isn't, uh, this isn't Jerry Springer. So, uh, so, so I'm thinking about this, you know, you know, one of the things that a lot of cultures will do is not talk about money in front of the mm. children. And I think that's a really a disservice to the children uh, because you're, 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 you're missing out on a huge opportunity to teach them and to give them, you know, a 10 or 15 year advantage yeah. over their, their peers. You know, you know, there are lots of cultures where you, you know, parents discuss money, kids are not involved. It's not a subject for children. I'm not saying for me, I think there is an age when you can do it, but, but, uh, you know, but, but, but I think there, you know, involving children like you're doing on, on not really confidential stuff. You know, I, I'm not sure that you necessarily want to like, you know, bring out your salary slip to children and say, here's, you know, here, here's mom and dad's earnings. But, you know, there, there might be a time when that happens. But early on, it's about, we've got X amount of money for holidays. You want to go here, you know, to, 
to the beach. And actually, you know, in December, the beach is double the price mm -hmm. of, you know, if we go slightly out of season, what do we want to do? And, and involving those, the, those sort of trade-off decisions is really important. I think it's a, it's a really key, uh, a, a key decision, but it's about learning along the way. It's not about here is like your little bit of dose of high intensity <laughs> teaching. And for the rest of the time, we never talk about it again. That that's going to lose out. I wanted to ask you, what are, what are the kind of resources, you know, a lot of the time parents will ask me, like, so what can I do to teach my kids uh, uh, something about money? We, we now have discussed one really important, and it's not a moment, it's, it's, a, it's a behavior, it's a lifestyle. But, but, but I mean, what are the other resources that, that, that parents have that they can use to kind of talk, talk to their kids about money? I think at, at, a, at a young age like that, um, like you were saying, it has to be appropriate. So one of the first few things that you can do as a parent is have a piggy bank. You know, it's always there in their room or um, always there inside. And one of the things I have done with my son, whenever he gets any type of money, either because he did something extra over, uh, over and above his chores, um, let's say we give him 10 rand or 50 rand, I always have trilled this into him. I said, even before you could understand what, it, what I'm talking about, I've asked him, baby, every time you get money, what must you do? You must save, you must give, then you can spend. And that's absolutely 100%, um, you know, your prerogative in terms of how much of that. But he knows in his brain that whenever he has money, he says, mommy, I need to save, I need to give, then I can spend um, whatever I want to spend after that. But he's gone to a further thing where if he wants something, he knows that I'm just going to save this money. So a piggy bank, having um, something that you kind of trail into them. So it can be for you uh, and your family to say, whenever you have money, these are the two steps that you should follow. Save, then spend. It could be like for me and our family, whenever you receive any type of money, you save, you give, then you spend. So just something that anytime money gets into their hands, they know, they think back to what must I do? What are the steps? Then you can list those steps for you and your family and your children. Um, then that piggy bank, it's always there. It's, it's, it's present. It's ever present. And they know that if they find some sort of a coin around the house, they know that, okay, can I please put this in my piggy bank? Can I take this, put it in my piggy bank? So that's, those are the first two. Then the third thing, actually open an account for them in their name, not in your name, in their name, where on the card, they can see that it says, hey, uh, Warren Ingram. You know, there's something that is so exciting when a child sees their name on a bank card. My son gets, got so excited and says, Mommy, I have my own bank card. Then what we did in December, we took whatever was in the piggy bank. We went with him to the bank, to the physical bank, that he can count his money and put it in the little uh, plastic bags and put it through the teller. So already you are giving your child these experiences with money. There's talk about money also. Um, and it just creates a picture of them that, hey, I think this is an important part of life. You know, it's not that one big moment where we say, I'm going to give you a booklet now. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, give you the money talk. It's just 
a part of life. So I remember even the bank said, hey, you have to swipe this thing so that it stays active. And I remember his dad took him to the shops and says, so how much are you going to spend? I think he had about 3,000 in his bank account. And he says, Little rock yeah. star. <laughs> no, absolutely. And he looked at it. He, he says he was looking at the price tags and saying, um, you know, Daddy, I do want chips, but I don't want the most expensive because I don't want to finish my money. This man, <laughs> he spent a whole 60 rand. 60 rand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. We'll, we'll, we'll check in in 20 years' time. I, I think he's going to be living at home until he's like 30, 35, because he knows it's, a, it's, it's oh. low cost. He can save a lot of money. He doesn't have to I'll pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so I, I think we're, I think we're in agreement. I think it's, it's about uh, making it visual in a way. That's what a piggy bank does, right? Because it's such a visual thing. If you can see it, yeah. you can feel it. It gets heavier. Um, and and then make it practical because you know piggy banks you can't go around to the you know the, the shops and pay yeah. with piggy banks but then you make it practical, but you make it repetitive and constant and it becomes a behaviour. It's not a not a teaching yeah. moment. Um, so 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 then maybe just my own two cents worth as well is I think uh, when you get when your children get older, what, one of the things you can do and and it's not. It's, I'm conscious that it's not for every child, but you can actually sit them down and explain what it costs to put them yeah. through school in a year. You know, let, let's say first year of high school, not, not to guilt them because, you know, I mean, the school fees are expensive. And, and then this is what it costs uh, for uniforms, activities, whatever it is. Uh, and, and then we, we need to set aside some budget for you for the year, for clothes, all of those for things. Uh, and it's amazing. Yeah. And, and and even if you add sort of the, the non-school stuff, you know, so the leisure stuff, leisure clothes, leisure, leisure activities, nothing to do with school, but you kind of work it out for a year to say, okay, so our family needs to set aside this money for you. And through a year, this is roughly what we what we what we're gonna allocate for you. If you want those that brand up I'm so old fashioned, it's probably not Nikes anymore, but you know, you want the new Nike Air Jordan, whatever Nikes it's gonna be. <laughs> You know, that's your uh, that's your entire like clothing budget for the yeah. year. So you can have this fancy pair of shoes that you're going to grow out of in the next six months, or you can have other clothes for the rest of the year. What's your choice? Now, the the trick there is some you need to be brave enough as a parent also to give your child the 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 barriers to say choose this or choose that. Remember, these are the consequences to each of those decisions. Somewhere along the line. You have to allow your child to fall over. You have to allow them to yeah, make a mistake. And then they're going to have to be stuck with that pair of shoes for the whole year with T-shirts that are getting too small for them or whatever it is. To, to, not, not as punishment, but to say, remember that these are decisions yeah. you made. You chose this. So now you're getting towards the end of the year. You've blown your clothing budget. If you want more, um, I'm not going to torture you and, and say no, but then you need to do extra. You need to work for this money. You need to do more chores, whatever the deal is, work equals output. I love that. You know, I think I, I don't know uh, enough parents that still link chores and extra chores to output. You know, if you work harder, you can make more money. Like that's a, a beautiful behavior no, to, I, to teach, to teach kids, not just sit yeah, back I and get that that as um, a child or as a young bring up you need to get done because it's a it's a skill that you're going to use for the rest of your life so i'm not going to give you money for that there are things that above um what you should be doing that yes 
we definitely need to be paid for. For, for example, one of the things that my son wants now is um, Nintendo. So we have the money to buy the Nintendo, but again, teaching and building character and patience. We said to him, well, you just received something for your um, as a Christmas present, so the Nintendo will come on your birthday. And we looked at how much it is, said, Mommy, it's this much. Um, I think that's very expensive, but if we break it down, maybe you can save. And even me, with my money in my bank account, I can help you. Um, so again, just teaching them patience as well, because what is happening now with the instant gratification, we want the Nintendo right now, we want the phone right now, we want the laptop right now. And it's so easy to access those because we have access to credit. So just again, just teaching them that patience. One of the other things, my my niece just went to Afda now, right? And she was complaining about just how expensive things are. So one of the ways in which I'm teaching her to start putting money away, I said, I'm just giving you a challenge. We opened an easy equities account for her. And I said, I'm giving you a challenge. Just every single month, put away 200 rent. And it's not in the most complicated. So I'm not even teaching her how to buy exchange traded funds. I just said, just pick a global account, put 200 rent in there. And after five years, come back to me. Let's have a conversation. And we shook hands and she said, okay, I'm going to keep at this. Um, and I just want to see the delight in her eyes after five years, seeing what a bit of money, even if it's 200 rent, can do. And I think that's the point. It's 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 about uh, small changes uh, every day or every month end up making massive differences later in life. And it's it's teaching that. You know, we're talking about compounding, right? But we can't say it if we give it a name and it's like a boring thing like that. You know, the youngsters just don't know. Because then like, she goes like, uh, again. I don't know any of yeah. these things. <laughs> Mapala Marku, thank you so much for for your time and for. Uh, yet another fantastic, really interesting conversation. I always, uh, I always enjoy our chats. I think, uh, I think you always teach me something and you share such valuable information. So I, I appreciate your time. Uh, if you want to find her, please look at womaninfinance.co.za. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have her back on the show again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Warren. I always just have a blast talking to you and I hope your listeners truly enjoy this uh, podcast. Thank you. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.